Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. And today I'm talking to you about uh, making sense of faith. And I like this topic because it's kind of ironic. You know, when you say making sense of faith, you actually believe you can make sense of it. And the truth is you can't. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Like, why is that such an issue? Why is it that faith isn't something that more Christians should have higher and higher why do they have a problem of getting to higher and higher levels of faith? And it's something that the Holy Spirit has been talking to me about pretty much for a while. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And my goal and my aim is to please them, just as most Christians' goal should be to please them as well. And I say most because I know that's a whole different subject when it talks about Christianity and things we should or should not be doing. Um, I'm your host, Cordelia Reed. Thank you for joining me today. You know, I say this all the time, but I really do mean it. There are so many different things you could be doing with your time. But taking time out to listen to this podcast really means a lot. Um, Once again, it's not just for me. It's for you and the people that's going to benefit from the goodness of what you get from this. And also what you're putting into it. So feel free to email me, love at cordelia.com. Give me your feedback. I'd love to hear it. But I'm talking to you today. I'm still in the um, book of Hebrews 11. And Hebrews chapter 11, and I say that because this is such a great chapter when it talks about faith. Uh, One of the things that I am just really captivated by, I know I said this on the first podcast when I talked about faith, I'm captivated with um, Isaac, Isaac and Abraham. Um, If you go to Hebrews 11, 11, and look at verse 17, it says, by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Now, this was the only son that he had that it took him a hundred years to get. And I can imagine that in the natural, how painful it must have been waiting that long and making mistakes along the way because you thought it should have been early like a lot of us do. And we go and make something happen. Forget about what God promised because that's something God would do. But, you know... All these things happen along the way. And Abraham, who I will say had the gift of faith, because this is a gift that God was giving him to increase his faith even higher, um, was about to offer his one and only son. And, you know, what's so interesting is that Isaac was older. He was 30 years old at the time. And he was literally about to give him up as an offer. I don't know what was going through Abraham's head, but he trusted God. And that was so amazing to me. But even more amazing is that the promise was through Isaac. So how was the promise going to take place if he had offered Isaac up as a sacrifice? Well, it is through Isaac. If you keep listening at verse 18, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Verse 19, Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. Now, that doesn't make sense to anybody because you would think God would never tell me to do like, did he really say it? That's how the devil comes in. Did he really say go offer the one and only son that he gave me and I had to wait a hundred years. Like, why would God tell me to do that? And this is where the whys start coming in when he talks about doing the things that God tells us to do. Then the doubts start coming in. Did he really say that? Did I hear him right? That makes no sense. But 
it didn't matter to Abraham what God asked him to do because he knew God could bring Isaac back. And that is the point I want to stress. Faith does not make sense. God will ask us to do things um, once we really start trusting him that makes absolutely no sense. It makes absolutely no, it's not supposed to make sense because God is a God that causes things to happen, relieves them, calls something else at restoration, reconciliation, and then give you back double like in Job. We don't know what can happen. All we know is that God knew it was going to happen before it happened, right? So at this time, Isaac knew that God could even raise Isaac back. I'm sorry, Abraham knew that God could even raise Isaac back from the dead. How is it that when God asks us to do anything, how is it that we question it? And do we not think that God is capable of changing something? So, for example, I'm going to think of something very basic right now. I remember when I started my spiritual walk and I was going to a church that did not talk about the Holy Spirit at all. But I truly believed in the Holy Spirit. I I was healed. Um, there was no healing going on in this church, okay? And this church was pretty spiritually dead. So at this time, God was getting ready to move me, as you can imagine. But before he moved me, he said, hey, I got something I want you to do. And I'm thinking, okay. He said, before you go and speak, I want you to go ask the pastor to come and hear you speak. So I'm thinking, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Number one, I never spoke to the pastor before. Uh, number two, I felt really strange asking someone I had never spoke to to come hear me speak. Uh, actually, I'm going to retract for just a second. I had a speech I wrote out. I said, he said, you should ask the pastor to read over your speech. That's what it was. And so, of course, with that, I invited him. So I want to make sure I make that clear. And I just, oh my God, I was thinking this man is going to, uh, I just, because the first thing you start thinking, this is, this is where the faith comes in. The first thing your natural mind starts thinking is what is the other person going to think? You see the difference between pleasing God and people? And you don't realize this is a people pleasing problem until you think, oh my God, Abraham wasn't worried about that. He knew that God could bring Isaac back from the dead. That's pretty big. No one talks about that. In our culture, if you die, you're dead. You know, but God is not that kind of God where he's stopping what Abraham and doing that time. He does the same thing back then that he'll do now. So he'll do the same thing now that he did back then. Excuse me. So then it comes down to why is it that we don't believe that? It's because we don't see it. And the reason why we don't see it is because we've gotten so much further away from our faith and our belief and our time with the Holy Spirit. And we don't really understand or really captivate the truthness of what the Spirit can do. We could never wrap our eyes around that because we're in the natural, but our spirit is definitely identifying with that. So when the the Holy Spirit told me to do that, I felt weird, but I did it gladly. I was glad to do that. I, I felt strange, but I did it. And just as you would expect, he reacted just as you I thought he would react. He was weirded out by my testimony. He had never talked about spiritual warfare. So reading it was really strange to him. He sent me an email and said, I'm gonna, he said, I read your testimony. I'm going to be praying for you. He said, uh, I'm going to go back and read it again. Because <laughs> it was really out there to him. That is, this is nothing new to God. But to him, especially if you're not into spiritual warfare, this stuff scares you. So he read it again, didn't show up for my speech. Uh, At the end of the day, at least he responded and completely avoided me like the plague. You know, and that's 
what God was trying to show me. Not only was it about me needing to move to a different church, because that wasn't the main issue. The main issue is I want my people educated. My people suffer for the lack of knowledge. This man was an older man, had gotten so comfortable in his ministry. He could never talk about warfare because he was from a Baptist background. That's just not something they talk about. So it scared him. And of course, if he was afraid of that, he was uncomfortable with it. But this is, you've got to talk about warfare. You've got to recognize it because that's what we are in. And if you don't recognize it, you become a victim of that. Right? Anyway, uh, it was new enlightenment to me because I'm thinking, my gosh, I need a church that recognizes the Holy Spirit, that talks about the Holy Spirit. And if I'm not going to be at a church like that, I need to talk about the Holy Spirit. So I will never be a part of a church that didn't after that particular um, incident. And I need to make sure that my ministry is all about healing, deliverance, talks about the, the, the good thing of what warfare, just understand what warfare is, educating people on it, and making sure that people are not ignorant of this kind of thing. That's really important. So I say all that because when God tells us to do something, He's not just telling us because he really wants us to see how, um, I want to see if you're going to obey. Of course, that's one of the things. Of course, he's pushing our faith to a higher level, but he's concerned with the whole nation of people. And in Abraham's case, nations of people were going to come out of Abraham's faith. To this day, we're still under the Abrahamic blessing because Abraham knew that God could raise Isaac from the dead. Do you see how important that decision was? Now, one of the things I also want to point out was by the time Abraham was sacrificing Isaac, his faith had built up. Now, faith is a gift. So God was always, I mean, from the time Abraham left and didn't even know where he was going, God was always uh, building his faith. And no one, when was the last time you walked out of your house and said, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going because the Holy Spirit told me to leave. That's not, that, no one does that. <laughs> and if they did do that, I guarantee you they got a relationship with the Holy Spirit. They got a great relationship with the Lord. I can guarantee you that. Because most likely if they did that, somebody's going to benefit from them going on that journey. So they're going to pray for somebody. Somebody's going to get saved. They're going to win some souls. They're going to end up somewhere where they were delivered. Anything can happen when it comes to the power of the Holy Spirit. But when you are obedient and you listen, nations benefit from that. This is the power of faith. So no, it does not make sense. And you may not even see it because right now, Abraham is surely physically dead. Physically, not spiritually. He's physically dead. But look at the blessings that came from that one decision. Now, once again, if it makes sense, logically, it's probably not faith. All right. It's probably just your human mind trying to reason something. Faith most likely does not make a lot of sense. You know, I used to hear ministers say, well, God is not going to take you in from A to B, from C to D and, you know, into a direction that makes sense to, you know, to us in the chronological direction or sequential direction. It may be completely out of sequence. I've heard people say things like, okay, I'm this age. They say I'm older now and I should not have these kind of issues at my age. No, you, at the end of the day, you cannot look at life like that because if you did, you will find yourself comparing yourself to the rest of the world. We have to always compare ourselves to God's word. And if you're not comparing yourself to God's word, you're comparing yourself to the world or you're making up things that the devil is giving you, um, he's giving you ideas in your mind. 
And then you find out, oh my gosh, I'm stuck because you're not listening to what God's word is saying. I just want to make sure I point that out because because Abraham was faithful, a couple of things happened that I just talked about. But even with that, Isaac saw the faith. And what happened is verse 20, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. And Jacob, by faith, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as he leaned on top of his staff. And then you get down to verse 22, we start talking about nations now. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. It's amazing how one man's decision carried the faith of his sons. Okay, that faith was carried over into his sons and they had the kind of faith their father had and they were able to bless their kids and their kids and generations to come. It is amazing how that thing can happen. So I want to tell you something, how important faith is. When you start looking at faith like that, you never think anymore about yourself. You think about how can my decision of obedience affect my family and the rest of the world? Usually when the Holy Spirit is telling you something, it's not just for you. You have to remember that. You have to remember that, especially when you start building higher and higher and higher and higher on your faith. You know, I'm at a time in my life right now where um, my faith is getting built to different levels, just like most people. But I'm at a level of where I see so much supernatural activity where there there's a lot of... um a lot of faith building and a lot of the potential distraction if I allow it. But then I have to look at, okay, that's the enemy. I'm not going to look at that. And then I look at, oh, that's the Holy Spirit. He's given me a sign that I'm on the right direction. And I get either, this is my, what my days are like. Either I have dreams that give me direction and visions, or I have multiple signs throughout the day, not just one. That's where my faith is, okay? Because I know on a regular basis, the Holy Spirit is working with me. And then multiple signs could be prophetic words from people I have not asked for prophetic words from. Multiple signs could be things that the Holy Spirit told me came to pass that day in several different ways. I have three different people telling me the same thing. And it doesn't have to be spiritual. It could be anything relating to something the Holy Spirit really wants me to do. Now, with that said, when your faith starts moving up to that kind of level, the Holy Spirit gives you a lot more responsibility when it comes to your faith. And he just wants you closer. He wants to know that he can trust you with things like that too. Just like with Isaac, when he told um, Abraham this about Isaac, he wanted to make sure he could trust Abraham. And there was no doubt. There was no doubt. And that's exactly where I am right now. I want to make sure there is no doubt. So every day I get pushed in a direction where I feel I'm 100% sure. I know that I know that I know that I, there's so much evidence in the spirit in the spirit of what the Holy Spirit is telling me where things are going right now, whether it's my life or someone else's life. I just, I just don't, excuse me, I don't make blanket statements. I say things because I know what the Holy Spirit is saying. And you know by a way of the Spirit, just a constant nudging. This is just a constant knowing. It's not even a it's not even a guess. It is a knowing. It's an all-knowing kind of feeling. And once again, it comes from so much um the Holy Spirit will give you so many signs. 
And then you just get built up even more when those signs are there. And even if you don't see those signs, the Holy Spirit has a way of showing you so many other things. You know that he is a sure God of a lot of things. So <clears throat> along with this chapter, there's a couple of things I want to point out to you that why faith is so important. And, you know, it's interesting because... um when God is really trying to balance our faith, and I think this is a season I just went through. This is why I'm doing this season on faith. I have, I have so much faith that, um, for example, with COVID, I'm 100% sure I will never get COVID. I don't have to worry about COVID because that's not who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is in us. He does not give us a spirit of fear or a spirit of sickness. He gives us a spirit of victory of health and prosperity and overflowing in all areas of your life. You just can't fail. The Holy Spirit is 100% successful. There's no uh, death rates or failures when it comes to the Holy Spirit and when it comes to faith. Okay. So I want to make sure I stress that. So I felt very sure and I still feel very sure about the COVID thing. And that's never been a concern. So the Holy Spirit said to me, well, the reason why your faith is so strong about COVID and you've never gotten COVID and never will get COVID because you never had a problem with sicknesses. I said, well, that's a good point. I can't tell you the last time I got a cold. I can't tell you the last time I got the flu. I just, I, that's a very wonderful thing. I've never had to struggle with my, my health. So thank you, Jesus, for that. Um, what is that? Is that a gift? Is that an ability? Is that faith? That's the Holy Spirit. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to make sure I stress that. Don't think that somebody's better or worse because one person gets sick. Of, don't, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so when you start knowing that, and he goes, well, there are other areas though where I've always had a problem. And the Holy Spirit is saying, well, that's why your faith is weak in that area. So I want to, he wants to balance my faith and saying, well, you have always had problems in, um, you know, for example, when I used to work a lot of different jobs, you always had a problem with jobs. So your faith is going to be wavering in that direction because you're not going to ever feel like you're going to be able to keep certain um, jobs. So right now, I don't have to worry about jobs, but just even the remnants of that, you understand? So sometimes your faith is going to be wavering. So it's, it's not necessarily the job thing. It's the ministry thing. I know that I have a ministry, but where are you taking my ministry? So I know that uh, I've had prophetic words and I know that what the Holy Spirit is telling me, but he's saying, well, you may be questioning it sometimes because you've never really had a ministry. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So that's the point that I'm trying to make. So it comes down to the things I've always had problems with and where I'm going. So the Holy Spirit is saying, no, when we are created in Christ, we are new images. So that old person is dead. That old person is dead. It's gone bye-bye. That person doesn't even exist anymore. So you can't even look at what your old life was like. That's why your faith is always getting pushed to the next level. So I just want to make sure I say that because... They're in the areas that you find yourself struggling with your faith. And some people could be multiple areas of their lives. I want you to go back and look at why. Is it because you've always had multiple issues in every part of your life? Or is it because you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Write down those reasons and then take them one by one and see what you need to work on. Number one, Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of righteousness of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added unto you. All right. So remember, I'm going to stress this. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He's the author and finisher of our faith. So he's going to start working on your faith immediately. If it's, if you have never had any faith or little faith, 
once again, you're given faith when you're saved. God gives us that, but he's always pushing us to new levels to be closer to him and to please him. If you say, okay, I've always had problems with my marriage and you pray for something changing your marriage and suddenly the next day it changes. Oh, that builds up your faith, right? Because you prayed and you asked and you saw God come through. Well, next time may not be that easy. The next time it may be, well, you know what? My car broke down and I need a new car. Well, you pray and you ask for a new car and it doesn't happen. You pray, you ask for a new car, it doesn't happen. Well, why am I not getting a new car? Well, now you got to go to God's word. What does the word tell you about um, God taking care of everything? All things work together for my good. What does God tell you in the word about what you already have? God didn't get, bring you into this world to be carless. Right. And this is something simple, I know, but I'm just trying to think of a good example to help you understand. Then we got to start reading the word and then we got to know what the word says about. Am I supposed to have a car? God delights in our prosperity. I want to make sure I say that God delights in our prosperity. So at the end of the day, the car is not the issue it's your faith. Your faith is getting taken to new levels. So God is saying prophesy. Speak life into it. Declare that over yourself and believe that you will have a car. You just had a car. Why would God take the car away? You understand? So there's a reason why that's happening. So just think like that and then start believing for it and declaring God's word. You cannot declare God's word unless you know it. All right. So let's go to, um, I'm still in Hebrews 11 and I want to take you to, um, Verse, let's see, 35. This is pretty interesting because this verse actually starts back and it says, women received back their dead, raised to life again. Mm, That's a big one. I think I'm going to pick up on that part on the next podcast, but I want to continue to the next part of that verse where it says, there were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. These are people that died for the sake of Christ. 36, some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. 37, they were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskin, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. You know, I wanted to kind of discuss about this part because um, this is pretty big. And, you know, right now there are Christians getting persecuted all over the um, the world. Verse 37, they were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. You talk about faith. Now, once again, when we are saved, the Holy Spirit automatically gives us that. But we just don't trust God enough to come through on the things that he's saying. Now, these people are perfect examples that they're mentioning here that because they knew who Jesus was and they were they just were so um, understanding what eternal life means. They knew that earth is not their home. They knew that they're the citizens in heaven. They knew that it didn't matter. Like Paul said, it doesn't matter what man can do if he kills you. Be, don't be afraid of him because if that he kills you, that's the worst that he can do. He can't put you into the lake of fire. You understand? So if you have eternal life, when you have eternal life and you are saved, 
These kind of things don't matter. But to those of us who don't trust God, don't understand God, and don't obviously know what eternal life means, and don't know anything about God's word, this scares the people. No one wants to be persecuted and live a life of torture just because they believe in Jesus. But there are some who are willing because they know this is not the life that we have here that ends here. Our lives are eternal, eternal, eternal. So I love it when it says the world, verse 38, the world was not worthy of them. Now, this is faith at its best. This is faith at its best. And for most people, this is another sense of faith just not making sense because they should not be punished because of their faith. But I want you to understand we're in a time where people are being punished all over the world now for being Christians, for thinking liberal, for under, for just really believing in the power of the Holy Spirit, for saying the name Jesus. Punishment is all over the place. Being ostracized, being charismatic, speaking in tongues, whether you're crazy, people think you're, something's wrong with you. That's the kind of world we're living in now. The world is not worthy of people that are willing to go to the ends of the earth because of their beliefs. They're just not worthy. So eternal life is better. You have to know what faith truly is. You have to know who Jesus really is. You have to understand why we do this. Why do we even care about salvation? Because we care so much about who Jesus is and also that he came and died and gave us eternal life. This is how you take your faith to new levels because you realize and understand what God has given us is not something we can give ourselves. So it should not make a difference in when we're supposed to obey because with that faith, we are so pleasing to God. And with the pleasing, he's a rewarder of those who please him diligently. He rewards us openly. And most importantly, we have eternal life. So think about how far you want to take your faith. Think about how much it's worth. Think about um, what truly matters when it comes to being a Christian, which truly means having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so with that, I'm going to end. We're going to start on the new season. But I just had to tell you about the sense of faith. And of course, it doesn't make sense. But I want you to understand that when it comes to the power of the Holy Spirit and who Jesus is, it's not going to make sense in our natural minds. The only thing that makes sense is who God is. And we do what the word says. And we know exactly what direction to go in because of our relationship. Okay, so I'm going to end this here. Um, feel free to give me feedback. Love at Cardelia.com. C-A-R-D-E-L-I-A.com. Feel free to look up my book. Uh, Little Diary of Relationship Truths. Uh, that is on Amazon. You can find it. Love for you to read it. You can understand more about that relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I'll look for you next time. Have a good one.